Hello and welcome back to the latest episode of the Carlton Blue Baggers podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Santa Maria, and coming to you after round seven where the Blues defeat North Melbourne 114 to 64. We win by 50 points and we're now five and two, sixth on the ladder. We get a much needed percentage boost and I really do mean that because it was looking shocking before, but yeah, here we go. Uh, I went to the game on Saturday. I thought it was a ripper game. Grouse to see 40,000 Blues supporters tearing up Marvel Stadium on a Saturday night. Uh, just an absolute classic. Against, um, we played against the side that's had the wood over us the last few years. Yeah, I saw that stat, we'd only been them once over the last seven years. And that was a seven point win against them when they were shocking as well. And I thought to myself, when was the last time that we came in and we beat a bottom side and we we beat them how we were supposed to beat them. We beat them by, you know, nine, 10 goals, beat them comfortably, get a good percentage boost, play probably the closest thing to four quarters we've played all year, uh, which, you know, I don't think we were switched on 100% uh, for the whole entirety of the game. But nevertheless, I thought it was the closest thing we've gotten to four quarters this year. And I thought it was a really good effort. Uh, the boys, they put together an interesting performance. The first quarter, I thought we started off pretty good, to be honest. I thought um, <laughs> I thought our, our key tours were just going to look like they were, they were in for a real, real big day. A real, real big day. We had some really deep, quick entries uh, to start out the game. A lot of handball receives, run and carry, trying to get our, um, our run and carry game going. We moved the ball a lot quicker, I felt like, on the weekend. Coming out of the stoppage, I felt like we went a little bit more through the corridor. Uh, and we, yeah, we used that release handball really, really well. A lot of the times opening up out of uh, congestion and stoppage, we just found the long hands and um, yeah, try to go through the middle a lot more frequently this week, to be honest. Uh, I think one thing I really took away from the game was just how reliant we actually are on our two key forwards. We really, when the, we're popping the ball up, every first quarter this year, it feels like we're kicking inside 50 and we're just popping it up inside 50 and Charlie or Harry, they're, they're taking marks deep inside 50. Uh, every every first quarter this year, I think Charlie's gotten a goal except for against that Richmond game. Uh, yeah, he's, he's hitting the scoreboard very early always. Uh, but yeah, our... our Key forwards were massive for us, weren't they? I mean, you saw, they just couldn't be stopped. They were unstoppable. I mean, how good was Harry? How good, how good was he? Um, neither of the backs that could contain him. They, first they had uh, Josh Walker on him, then they, they'd swap uh, Bonner onto him, and they kept swapping uh, Bonner onto whoever was colder, really, because whoever Bonner would go to would start kicking. Um, and yeah, he, he just, he wasn't a reliable matchup for either of them. And if you listened to the pod last week, you would have heard me say, uh, without Ben Mackay, I reckon they should probably put Zeebel back. Because really, what what influence did Jack Zeebel really have on the game? Playing forward, it was, yeah, it was, I didn't think he had much of an impact. And I thought he would have done a better job matching up on either of the key forwards uh, than Bonner did. I mean, we, we had a field day. We had an absolute field day down there. And um, Harry was immaculate. I thought probably his best game for the year. You could see, so early in the first, he, t- he took that mark, uh, 
just inside the square and he was about 55 out. And he just went and he just he just took the shot on and he, he banged it home and it was an absolute ripper goal. But you could see the confidence he kind of got from himself by kicking that first goal. And when he kicks his first goal of the day and it's a drop punt, if he kicks that first drop punt, he looks like a way better player. He looks way more confident, looks like he feels a little bit more comfortable out there, you know? Um, so yeah, if he kicks his first if he kicks his first goal and it's a drop punt, if he scores his first drop punt, look out because yeah, he, he was on for the rest of the day. He wasn't missing too much out there. A couple of times he could have um could have taken a mark and they didn't pay it. I thought one of them was was there, the other one I wasn't so sure. But yeah, he could have even kicked a couple more and he was he was moving up the ground so much, especially in that first half. Well, I can't even remember how many marks he had at the half, but it was ridiculous. He was he was unstoppable. And when he's clunking him like he is and he's moving the way he was on Saturday, I mean, it's brilliant. And it's a really good response from a guy who looked hobbled and coming off one of his worst games we've seen him having a Navy blue jumper to come out the way he did. Absolutely stoked for the big H. I mean, what a combination our Twin Towers are turning out to be, aren't they? What an absolute, oh, amazing, amazing. Alrighty, so let's get into my three key takeaways from the game. So if it's your first time listening, every week I do three key takeaways. Something that I noticed from, from our matches. The first one, quite impossible to miss this one, Jack Carroll. Wow, what a debut. Not often the Blues supporters get to see a debut like that. I mean, honestly, amazing, amazing. What a what a great way to introduce yourself to the to the Carlton faithful. I mean, this guy he had a superb day at the office. He's come in from the VFR. He's been knocking on the door. He has the nineteen touches. He has a goal. He has eight marks. I mean, he was just everywhere. This guy. I mean, sensational. And to come in in your first game of football and have eight score involvements, amazing. Just fits seamlessly into the team, has good skills, good vision. He set up numerous teammates. Uh, one of them he set Walsh up for, for Walsh's goal, which was out of a stoppage um, where he, I think he dished it off uh, by hands out the stoppage and it was really, really clean, good vision out there. I thought he was, I thought he was honestly a really, really exciting young player for us. Uh, showed we might have another young piece there and uh Honestly, I'm just really stoked to see someone come in and have some immediate impact on this team. We don't have too many... We haven't had too many rookies over the last few years that have really done that. I mean, obviously, we had Walshy, one of a kind, but to have 18 and a goal, eight score involvements, I mean, he played an absolute ripper. I was really impressed with him. Uh, got a bit of speed, a little bit of class to him that I really like about this guy. And, you know, we've been... Cl- we were crying out for classy footballers. We're crying out for blokes who have, you know, good foot skills and stuff. So really, um, really impressed with his performance. My second one, uh, it was Aiden Bonner. He, he just could not match up on either of our key forwards. He, he, he just couldn't. They were swapping, they were swapping all day. Uh, whoever Bonner would go to was just the one who hadn't kicked two, two goals in a quarter pretty much. <laughs> uh, I was sitting... Sitting in the ch- uh, in the Carlton cheer squad on the day, so I got a I got a pretty good view of the matchups, and yet at the start of the day, Charlie Charlie got uh, warmed up deep. So then you know they swapped him to Bonner, and then they just realised that wouldn't work, and then they swapped and swapped. And honestly, he just he was no match, and our tools are just 
such a deadly weapon up there. It's going to be a nightmare for teams who really don't have a good second tall defender. I mean, you know, if we're if we're fortunate, if hopefully we're fortunate enough to have Lewis Young this week after the performance he's just put through. Uh, but for example, if we don't have Lewis Young this week, we're going to be in situations like that where it's like, okay, we're down Mitch McGovern, we're down Lewis Young, who's our second um, key back? Really, it's what is it? Is, is it going to be? Is it going to be Merkov or Marchbank? Now, Marchbank's still injured for a while, and Oscar McDonald, he's going to be out for a little bit as well. So, uh, yeah, it's a real interesting one. Obviously, they didn't have Ben Mackay, so I know. But, yeah, for teams who don't have a really good second key back or one of their key backs are out, nightmare matchup when they're facing the Blues, that's for sure. And the third one was, at the end of the day, I thought when they matched us in the, in the midfield for you know, quarter and a half or so, the game was close. Uh, the game was close. It was eight points at half time. Uh, look, we, we won the game, but in the second quarter, they started to beat us at the clearances and even at the start of the third, they uh, they started winning the stoppages and when, you know, they got it out the middle, they generally started to outscore us. And, um, you know, we ended up finding, you know, a handball game and we started to win the clearances and that's how we won the game ultimately. But uh, when the clearances aren't on our side, yeah, it's um, even against the bottom side in the comp for, even though it was only a short, uh, only a half a footy, but they, they were in it for a bit. So um, I thought that was really interesting because they had Greenwood go to Cripps, who really you wouldn't even know he was tagging in considering the game our captain played. But uh, when they did, when they did started to um, lift their intensity and uh, win a bit of the inside footy, we found we found it um, we found it difficult to find avenues to score. They outscored us in that second quarter, and at the start of the third, they looked like they were going to make a game out of it. And you know, I went back to straight away like, oh shit, is this going to be like, you know, a few years ago where like we should beat them by like a fair bit but we're you know we're maybe just going to be able to pull away with the win because I really didn't want that again I didn't want to just win again and that's my main takeaway from this game we did we ended up we played a second half for the first time this year we played a third and fourth quarter where we were actually able to outscore our opponents and dismantle them and granted they're the bottom side they're not a great side they've got some players I don't even know on their list but there's, there's still an AFL side, and we, we did it. We needed to tick that off. Um, so I'm glad. I'm glad we did. We, we win by 50 points. We haven't beaten the bottom side by 50 points. We don't do that very often. It's, a, it's quite a rarity for Carlton to blow out the bottom teams. We normally, we're the kind of team to play down to, uh, to our opposition, you know? We, I feel like, yeah, we've always been a kind of team that can compete here and there when we want, but like no matter how good we are, I feel like we've always just brought our level down when we're playing lesser opposition. And um, I didn't feel like we did that on the weekend, which I was happy with. I, I felt like things were different. A uh, couple, of, couple of notes just from the game. Um, I was really impressed with Silvani uh, stepping up for that second ruck roll. Didn't think he had like the most amazing game, but you know, uh, he won some really good hitters in the ruck. And then everyone's been talking about that really good kick from the back line where he um, split the split the um, the ground open, went straight through the middle, um, and opened up the whole ground for us, and we scored a goal from it. Uh, so um, the thing I'm most impressed 
about that play was that it came from Jack Silvati because he's always been someone with such poor skills. You've seen, I'm sure you've seen so many memes of uh, when he's, you know, kicked it out on the floor or along the floor or whatever it was. And um, yeah, he, he's really done that numerous times. He's known for having really poor skills, but uh, he's definitely improved. And the fact that he had the confidence and backed himself to, you know, take that... Um, take that kick and you know land it I was really I was really happy more so than anything that he's got the confidence uh, in himself and in his ability to actually hit that target so I thought that was really good uh, great from him good performance from him uh, Lockie O'Brien I thought being at the game I was really paying close attention to you know what he was like and he was running all over he was running really really good I just noticed he he makes the effort to you know, he is a really good runner, you can see, because he was all over the ground. But I just felt like when the ball was there to be won, or when he's got a chase on, his pressure, it's, yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he's not a hard footballer. He's a he's a nice footballer. He's not going to go in hard, lay six tackles, you know, um, give you lots of pressure and stuff like that. But his kick gets a 50. is just so fucking good. I just, it's so good. Uh, every week you, you just see him hitting up Charlie and Harry inside 50 and that's what you want. I want I like him in our team so much because he's one of the few guys who lowers the eyes and can kind of he can just hit targets inside 50 that other blokes in our team can't. We've just got we don't have enough blokes that can kick the footy the way he can and uh, that's why I think he's so crucial to this, to this team. I know a lot of people don't like him because he's soft and you know he, may, he does make a lot of stuff ups and stuff but what he does well, he does really, really well. And I think that's why he's in the team more than anything. I think that at the end of the day, he's got weaknesses. But I think his strength is, you know, one of our team's weaknesses. Uh, so I think that's why he just, he's almost like a bit of a balance in our team. I was really happy with Matt Owey's game. Kicked two goals, but his pressure was immense. He had... Uh, he had six tackles inside Ford 50. That's elite. His pressure is amazing. I love his ability to hunt the ball and, and um, just hu just hunt. His ability to hunt. He, he'll get up the ground and, and lay tackles in, in, uh, in the defensive 50 every week. He's, he's a really good uh, small forward for us. And I, I feel like he's actually stringing together a good a good start to this year to be honest i've been really happy with him one bloke who honestly i think it was his best game for the club adam Saad. i mean wow Let, let's get up his stats for you because they were they were tremendous he had the 25 disposals he's had seven score involvements one of them a goal assist he's had six marks he's He's Adam Saad. He's an absolute spectacular footballer. I've been, I've been really big on this man. And I tell you, if I ever hear the Nick Hind comparison again, get lost. Nick Hind doesn't take intercept marks like that, does he? Nah, 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 nah. Please, oh, but but he's just as quick and maybe he's as good as a kick. No, Adam Saad's kicking is elite. His ability to take intercept marks took. I didn't realize how good he was able to actually. Uh, do that, but he was, yeah, intercept possessions all day. He was really, really, really impressive. And what I honestly thought was probably his best game for the club, to be honest. I thought he absolutely dominated. Um, yeah, I, he was just amazing to watch, just everywhere, 
absolutely everywhere, especially in the last quarter. He really um he really just had a bit of a field day. I think North gave up a little bit, but that's all right. Sadi played great. Uh, Lewis Young, probably his best game for the season. I mean, amazing. A uh, lot of intercept marks. Thought he, thought he played really good in the day. I thought I, I thought he did his job and above. And I don't think this year I've really felt like he's um, had a standout game. And I think this was the one for me. This was, yeah, this was the one for me. I thought he played really good. Uh, I, I liked, I loved Sam Walsh's start. I thought he sounded like a house on fire. But again, two weeks in a row where, yeah, he start, he's probably had 10, 12 disposals in the first quarter. And yeah, slowly just dying off just a little bit. That's all right, though. Still had a superb game. Kicked a nice goal at the stoppage. Um, yeah, another good game for him. I think that was his first goal of the year as well. So good to see him uh, hit the scoreboard. I thought um, all their midfielders really played well. Ch- uh, Chez stepped it up really big in the, in the last quarter. I think to that last quarter, he was playing pretty good. But yeah, his last quarter, he really just decided to... Uh, step it up. I had a bit of a vested interest on him, so I was playing close close attention. Uh, to be honest, I actually really rated Matt Kennedy's game. I think he had the most clearances for us. Um, he had five tackles, five marks, 24 disposals. I thought he actually had a pretty underrated game, to be honest. thought he did a lot of the brute work, take some big hits, take some, take some nice marks. And his, uh, his kicking's improved leaps and bounds from last year and the year before that. Um, there was one kick he had inside 50 where I thought Charlie was going to mark it and it was a lovely kick um, coming out of the clearance. But then, I don't know, Charlie just missed it. I don't know, misjudged it. I don't know what happened, but we still ended up getting a goal from it. But um, at that moment, I was like, gee, I really, I did not see him do that very often at all last year. And I feel like that's becoming more of a regular part of his game. So um, I'm happy with him, but yeah, still... Um, but yeah, good game from him. I thought Nunesy was okay. I thought he got a lot of the ball. Like, you know, you can see in the stats here, he had 22 and a goal, which looks nice. But to be honest, I, I noticed a fair few things off the ball that I didn't like him doing. A couple of turnovers, a couple of just things I, at the game I was able to see where I didn't really uh, love it. Lack of pressure, just not laying tackles and just stuff like that. Um, I'm, re- I'm not the biggest Nunes fan at the moment, to be honest. I think... Yeah, like he got he got involved and he got a bit of it, but I didn't think his game was anything special, to be honest. I thought one guy who actually played quite well was Zach Fisher, bouncing back from last week, which I was really happy to see because he, he played a woeful one last week and I and I did. I copped it from all my mates. All my mates that know I'm a I'm a I'm a Fisher fan and then you know, I decided to watch one game of footy with them and he plays horrible. Nowhere to be seen, gone missing. And uh, now that I wasn't watching it with them again. Well, he decides to show, uh, to turn it up. So if you're listening to this, take that, Nesky. Take that, mate. He's back. He's back in business. But, um, yeah, Fisher was really good. Played a lot more in the midfield uh, from an earlier stage of the game, which was good to see, and he was breaking lines all day. You could see whenever there was a stoppage uh, anywhere in, the ba- in our back half, around the flanks anywhere, uh, we made it a point to get him involved in the play to try and break the lines. Um which is good. We tried to do it against Freo as well, but he was just getting caught. Uh, he just kept getting caught going through the middle. Uh, against a team like North, we were able to expose him a little bit better. And obviously, they're not as good of a defensive team as Freo. So I felt like he was able to benefit with a little bit more room. And um, yeah, he was quite damaging. I thought he had a really, really good game. Uh, 
I touched on Lockie O'Brien, thought he did all right. Uh, Jack Martin. Jackie Martin. I thought I actually thought this was one of his best games of the year. He kicked two goals, he had 13 disposals, but what an influence he had uh, with those 13 disposals. He took two really, really nice marks. Really, really nice marks. And I was thoroughly impressed. Some good contested marking from him. A couple of nice goals. Um, I feel like he's honestly... I feel like he's got everything. I'm going to come back to Jack Martin because he's part of he's part of my next uh, my next segment. But I want to touch on him later. I really do because I find him in, I find him quite an interesting anomaly. But yeah, anyway, uh, I thought uh, Stocker. I was really stoked to see him back in the side. He was looking like he was really back at home. Started uh, fitting well. Was doing alright, and then you know comes in and just has that massive hit. You know, saw him throw the ball in um, one of the North players faces as well. I can't remember who it was exactly, but um, you know you can just see he's got that grunt. You can just see he's a bit of that. You know what kind of football I'm talking about? Those hard hits, throwing the ball around. I love him. I love him. The young gun. And uh, I'm gutted he's going to be out for a couple of weeks after that hit. But Jesus, what a way to go out for at least, you know? At least, like, you, you injure yourself playing playing good, good hard football. I mean, massive respect to him. I'm, yeah, I really like him in this side. I think we're a much better football team with Liam Stocker and... Uh, he, he's definitely a midfielder. He is 100% a midfielder in the future to come. But, um, yeah, overall, I feel like everyone really played their role in the day. I think, uh, I thought Durden was probably a quite, another quiet week for him. He didn't do too, too much. I thought he was all right, but, yeah, just again, he's failed to get on the scoreboard. Uh, you know, you, yeah, he's probably had a quite, uh, quite a tough couple of weeks, but... You know, his pressure is still good and he's still quick. He still gets around. Um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good team effort overall. When you look at the game, I thought most, just about everyone played their role or did what they needed to. Uh, let's get into the votes. Let's get in the, into the votes. Um, so look, this week, it's it was interesting game to give votes for, to be honest. It wasn't... Um, you could have gone a few different ways. I reckon I'm interested to see how the umpires will vote this game in terms of uh, for the Brownlow, because like knowing them, they'll probably give it straight to Cripps. I'm um, just looking at his stat sheet, what, 35 and a goal, like pretty hard to go past it. But I rewatched the game, and honestly, after watching it, I've, uh, I've, I've given my five votes to Harry Mackay. 15 touches, 11 marks, four goals, two behinds. Absolutely dominant performance from him. And, just superstar in the making. Honestly, seizing in on superstar, really. He's kind of that superstar-esque type forward. He's, he's heading there. Is he... Would you label him a superstar? Probably not, but he's a star of this competition. And he uh, really he really showed his authority on Saturday. He, he couldn't beat him in the air. His aerial ability and his ability to clunk marks and hit the packs the way he does is amazing. Uh, some of his leads, how he has to lead 80 metres to get the ball. You can't you can't understate how important that actually is. And four goals, eleven marks, fifteen touches for the big forward. I'm 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 giving it I'm giving it to him. I thought he was the best player on the day. I felt like he had the most impact. Um so I gave it to him. My four votes. 
could be a little bit controversial again, but I'm not giving him the Crips. I'm, I'm giving him the Saad. I, I thought, when I was watching the game, I, I probably thought Saad might have even been the best. Um, after watching, I decided to go to Harry, but if you pick Saad, I'd, I'd hold nothing against you. I just thought, defensively, he, he won every one-on-one he did. He had so many intercept possessions. He was, he was all over it. I mean, quick, good skills, uh, taking intercept marks, uh, winning all his one-on-ones. He was, he was really, really good. And, you know, with 25 touches, you know Saad, 25 touches what kind of impact he's having on the game with that. So I gave him my four votes. The three I gave to Cripps, who we haven't really touched on all day. And I can't believe that. But what a game he did have. He had 35 with the goal, 11 scoring involvements. Just a truly superb game from our skipper. A truly superb game from our skipper. And I, I said it last week. He's the best player in the comp right now. He's undoubtedly in the best form of anyone through seven games of football this year. If I had to pick one bloke to have on my team for seven games of, um, based off the first seven games alone, it's him hands down. There's no debate. Um, really, really special performance from him. He had like 20 at the half. Just, he was getting tagged as well. That's the funny thing. Like, what impact does a tag have when you see a bloke play as good as that? I mean, he is a superstar. His um, set shot, which I said last week, started to regress a little bit again. Uh, I don't know how I felt about him taking that banana from 45 out. Uh, come on, Cripper, just, I don't know about that one, mate. But, yeah, didn't even make the distance. So, probably not the best option. But, look, he played a really good game. Uh, contested beast. Contested beast. Can't tackle him. Can't stop him. He was a class above uh, against this North Melbourne outfit. And if you wanted to give him the five votes... I genuinely would have no issues with that whatsoever. But on this occasion, I've given him three. Two, I gave my two votes to Doherty. I thought he was really superb. Thought his um his vision and his skills elite as always. Sets up behind the ball so well. Doherty, Doherty's story this year would it, it would simply have to be one of the best. AFL stories ever to come back the way he has truly truly remarkable he had the seven score involvements eight inside 50s 506 meters gained 33 touches what else do you need from this by going at 75 percent efficiency he's a he's a very good footballer and my one vote last but not least I mean it's Sammy Walsh he's he's a gun he kicked the goal he had 29 uh, disposals went at 82 percent disposal efficiency Felt like he had his disposals were a little bit uh, had a bit more impact than they did in previous weeks. Uh, and I said last week I wanted our I knew our midfield was going to rack it up, but were we going to use the ball well? Were we going to be damaging with it? And I felt like this week our mids did that a little bit better, uh, and Walsh included in that. So um, that's the votes. That's who I've given given them out to this week. Now for this next segment of the show. I've decided to um, do something a little bit differently. So I wanted to pose a couple of questions and I'm going to put these up on our newly formed Twitter page, which I will post in the description of this week's podcast so you can find it. Um, A Carlton discussion. Okay, so I'm going to ask a couple questions 
I'm going to let you know a few thoughts of mine on there. And I want you guys to let me know what your thoughts are on these. And I want you guys to get involved and let me know what you think. And, um, you know, I'll read them over next week and see how we go and see what's, um, you know, if I agree or disagree with you and see how we go with that. So um, this is a good one. Blues fans, who would you rather afford? Deep Ford, Charlie or Big Harry? Who do we want as our full Ford? Who do you like more as the deepest Ford? One out, Charlie Kerno, or one out, Harry Mackay? <laughs> what a question, yeah? What a bloody question. Uh, I, I think it's a really, um, I think it's an interesting question because we saw the contrast of uh, each of them, you know, swapping and uh, one going up the green and then uh, obviously vice versa, the other staying deep. And when Harry's, look, at the end of the day, I think whoever, when it comes down to it, whoever's in better form or, you know, on, on the day, it's ultimately going to change uh, from game to, from game to game and quarter to quarter even. And they'll, um, you know, they'll adjust by that. But who would you actually pick it like as your, who do you think's better to play the deep key forward and to play the centre half forward? Because really, you actually could have it either way. Now, I understand a lot of people will probably think Harry is more of a centre half forward after what you, especially after the weekend, you can see his ability to get up the ground. But when you can put that marking ability um, deep in the forward line as well, it's just so deadly. And it's it's not even a problem. It's a, it's a great option. It's a great question to be asking that we can even pose this question. Charlie or Harry as the full forward? Who's, who's the full forward? Who's the centre half forward? Um, yeah, it's a, it is an interesting one. I reckon Harry definitely gets up the ground a little bit better, bit quicker, bit more mobile, can probably hit uh, the pack marks and take the pack marks better, in my opinion. And I reckon Charlie, he's kind of got a little bit more of that X factor uh, for goal kicking. I feel like they can both obviously kick goals, but when you look at the array of ways Charlie kicks his goals compared to Harry, Charlie can kick him so many more different ways. I feel like he's... He's a better set shot of the foot, f- football. That's that's what I reckon. I reckon he's also probably he kicks goals um through different like um through different avenues. He doesn't just take um set shots or or um you know obviously goals on the run. But I feel like he actually get like crumbs a few goals, even and like yeah plays a bit um yeah he's just got this X factor about him. I don't know exactly how to describe it, but yeah he how small forwards can crumb and kick, and kick a nice goal. Charlie's got that bit of X factor as a tall. Um, so for me, I'm probably leaning more towards Charlie, um, towards Charlie over Harry as the deep forward because I look at Charlie's year so far, yeah? And um, I just think there is so much room for improvement. It's, it's not funny. I, I, I'm being honest right now. Charlie Kerno, even though he's third or fourth in the goal kicking on like 17 goals, something like that, 19 goals or whatever it is, he has got so much room for improvement. Like there is really, I, I, I don't know what his ceiling is because I'm I'm looking at him and I'm seeing him miss Tom, miss Tom a lot of jumps, drop a lot of marks that he shouldn't be dropping. Um, there was one instance where, where Mackay went up the ground, took a lovely mark, then um, went inside 50 to Charlie, and the kick was pretty good, maybe a little bit high, but Charlie just 
probably mistimed the jump more than anything. And he does. He's just got so much room for improvement. Even the missed attempts when you look at uh, in the fourth quarter, missed the first three goals, uh, three attempts to start the fourth quarter. I said, I'm seeing him miss opportunities that I didn't see him miss before his injuries. Now, it's grounded 100%. It's after two years of, you know, injuries and rehab and not being out there and, you know, getting match fitness back and, you know, just adjusting to the speed of, you know, playing AFL football again. 100%. It's, it's a lot of things. But if you actually look every week, I see, I see him... Drop a drop a mark he should have taken. Like how many times do we see him juggling these marks all the time now? Like his his hands, he can take amazing marks first grab and you're like, wow, how did he do that? But then there's a lot of these ones he's going up for uncontested or slight or just slightly contested, and he's juggling them and then you know maybe he takes it on the second or third juggle or, or maybe he just juggles it and drops it. But I'm seeing a lot of fumbles with these marks. And even some of his kicking that goal, it's not been as... Uh, some of his misses have been bad. Let's just say that. Um, have been real bad. But you look at the season he's had, and he's been amazing. He's been nothing short of spectacular. Better than anything we could have hoped. And I'm telling you right now, I, like I'm not being... I'm not trying to be harsh on him, if that's what it sounds like. But I look at him and I say, wow, you're doing so much right. But you just fix up, you know, fix up your marking a little bit, fix up, you know, just a few more things, get another season under his belt, and this guy is really going to explode. If this guy stays healthy, he'll win, a, he'll win a Coleman, I reckon. I think he'll win a Coleman. He hasn't played footy for two years, and he's top five in the goal, in the goal kicking comp. He hasn't played footy for two full years, so... Yeah, really, really interesting. But you compare that to someone who just won the Coleman medal... Last year, having the having been the number one deep forward, and he can win a Coleman. So maybe you don't even need to. Maybe you keep Charlie as the bloke from fifty because you know his leg from fifty is amazing, as we all know as well. Charlie can still get up the ground. Charlie could could be a midfielder. They they were even saying um, back in the day, like he's a bit of a you know he's a bit of an anomaly almost a Kudafidis type bloke. So maybe it could be Charlie because Charlie could offer us a point of difference even playing in that centre half forward, you know, maybe use that X factor and, um, you know, some of the those uh, abilities that made people think he could play in the midfield. Put him at the centre half forward and he'll show you those abilities, I guess. Um, so I think it's a really good, I think it's a good discussion. I think it's a really good point. Let me know what you think. Um, but yeah, who who do you think who would you rather be the deep forward? And then I want to know who you think will be better, and why. Alrighty, next question: What is Jack Martin bad at, and why isn't he succeeding more or playing more like this weekly? You look at him on the weekend. He's got good skills. He's so he's he's a, he's a fairly classy footballer. He's got good skills. He's fast. He can break lines. Um, he's he, he hits the packs hard. He's he loves contact. He's an aggressive footballer. Loves to put pressure on. Loves to lay a tackle. You know, often there is that nice footballer who's got good skills, and then there is that hard footballer who goes in hard, lays tackles, hits hard. That's he. He's got both of those abilities. Then you see some of the contested marks he was taking 
uh, up the ground on the weekend and you think and I, I was actually trying to think what what's his what's his negative what's he bad at what what is it that he's really bad at obviously he struggles to play uh, footy consistent consistently consistency is just an issue of his he's always struggled to find the pill consistently um but what why isn't he better than what he is because he's got all of the attributes to be a beast he's an absolute beast um I, I actually really like him I, I think I just want the ball in his hands more I, I see him going missing for quarters and I don't know why but I really just wish he didn't <laughs> I really don't uh, I th- yeah I think he's a really good footballer who's got loads of potential but eventually the potential has to actually turn into output otherwise what are you just what are you paying them for you know when his next contract comes around what are we still going to be saying but he, he can do this he can do this he's got potential no he's 27 years old now he hasn't uh, ever figured it out so what obviously the Gold Coast Suns hoped he he whatever I think it was a top three pick what was he the second pick or something so look I think he's just oh, he's got all the skills but I, I just want to know why isn't he better than what he is like why doesn't he play more like this every week um so yeah let me know what do you think let's jack martin down what is he actually bad at why isn't why doesn't he play as good as he just did on the weekend every weekend because i actually thought he was amazing for the touches he got i just think he needs to get a little bit more involved um but yeah next question next um next dot, dot point I want to know from the fans, three players who, you know, aren't necessarily getting votes like every single week, but deserve some praise. Okay. So three players who, you know, not necessarily Walsh and Kripper and, uh, you know, blokes like that, uh, Chera, Hewitt, not that category necessarily, because I feel like everyone's, um, you know, giving the, giving, giving them their credit. But I want to know more the blokes who are maybe missing out on votes every week but are still playing good footy or like are just doing their role. Um, and why? Let me know why. Like, Let me know what it is you you liked about their season so far. I'm going to give you three. Um, and look, the first one, he, he has been polling votes, but uh, in my votes, he's, been, he's missed out a couple of times where I've wanted to give him some, and that's Matt Kennedy. I thought his game on the weekend was... Severely underrated, to be honest. I think he let it, yeah he let us for um for our clearances. He did all the grunt work. Um, I just love the way he hits the contest. He takes so many big marks where he gets you know he lands a hit after or you know someone's um you know hit him hard and he's just taken a nice strong mark and I feel like he he's a bit of a soul lifter for us when he does those things. You know, like almost the way when Cripper uh kind of lifts. I feel like Kennedy has that effect because of the way he actually. You know, the way he can um, move on the footy field, what he actually does, the way he takes hits, absorbs them. Um, I love the kind of footballer he's transformed into this year. This, this big, stocky beast. Matt Kennedy. Love him. The other one, for me, Matt Owies. I think he's, I think he's putting together a, a solid year, a really solid year. He's kicked six goals in seven games. Uh... I just feel like he plays his role every week. His pressure is outstanding. He's a real, real hard worker. He doesn't... He used to play basketball. He, he only, like, tried to play footy um, 
after college, I'm pretty sure, where he's, where he's actually taken his footy seriously and tried to actually get a gig. And I feel like because of that, he's actually got a lot of uh, room for growth and room for improvement. And you just, you get this feeling that he's just the ultimate competitor and a real hard worker. I love the way he just goes about on the footy field. I feel like he's always given us 110%. I don't ever question his endeavor or his effort on the footy field. And it's just something I absolutely, just absolutely love about him. And um, the other one is Jack Silvani. I mean, I, I can't give him votes every week, but he's, I, I talk about him every week. He's a, he's a star. You, you ask him to play anywhere, he'll play anywhere for you. And, um, you know, we, we might have had to ask him to do some interesting things this week for us if Lewis Young was, um, was out. But it's, uh, it's just come through not too long ago that Lewis Young is going to be playing this weekend, which is a big, big in for us. Um, so, yeah, so Jack Silvani, though, uh, I think he's had a really good year. I think he's been one of the most improved for us. He's kicked seven goals for the year as well, uh, which is fourth, tied the, uh, fourth in our goal kicking. Um, and he's he's not even playing forward all the time. He's playing as our second ruck as well, um, you know, in a forward line where you've got a lot of other options in Harry and Charlie. Uh, he's fixed up his... He's fixed up his kicking a little bit. Uh, his pressure, his ability to win one-on-one contests is second to none. Second to none. People who don't watch the Carlton Football Club do not know how important he actually is for our side. Um, and that's that. So let's get into the preview for this week. We have the Adelaide Crows. Now, if we win this game, this could be really big because... We could move to six and two. I don't know when the last time the Blues were six and two, but it's going to be interesting uh, if we're able to, you know, get this win. It looks really good in terms of you're probably backing us to play finals. You're really re- quite difficult to be six and two and not play finals. You'd be really um, kicking yourself if you didn't. But. I think it's a. I think this is a good. Uh, this is a good test for us to be honest, because Adelaide aren't all that bad. They're twelfth on the ladder. They're three and four. Uh, look, they just have come off an absolute belting against the Giants, and uh, look, teams normally like to bounce back after a thrashing. They like to respond. They like to try, you know, bring something out a little bit differently. And I think they're going to come try and hit hard this weekend. Last time we played them last year, we played. Probably the best half of footy we'd played um, all year. Played amazing against them. And then didn't play a second half. They came back into it. And we ended up pulling away with a win. We, we pulled a 10-point win when we were up by um, up by a fair bit against them last year. So I don't want to see us play a half of footy again because, of, you know, we saw last year play a half of footy, let them come back into it. Yeah, we did win, but... 10 points, you know, you never know. Don't want to let uh, ever let it get that close. I think it's an interesting matchup this weekend because I feel like we've got quite a big body, big size midfield with a lot of blokes who can hit hard and, you know, break tackles and stuff like that. A lot of contested ball winners. And I feel they're not, they're quite the opposite. Ben Keys is their biggest and their best contested player. They've got uh, Laird, obviously, but he's, he's not really a big body. He's not. Um, and that, you know, that's, it's going to be Keys probably going to have to match up on a on a cripper or Laird, please. 
please. I think um, when you look at our midfield compared to them, I feel like we've got the ability to just absolutely bully them around. Um, so I think that'll be really interesting. We need to win the clearance battle and we need to lock it in to take the pressure off our backs because we might be a little bit undersized. Uh, we're probably not, it's not going to be too bad now that we do have Lewis Young, who's going to be able to um, match up this week. But that three tools matchup that they've kind of got, we're going to probably, you know, get Weeders going straight to Tex. Um, Lewis Young is probably going to go to Himmelberg. And then we're probably going to go with Plowman and McAdam. That's what I would say. Um, which will be interesting. Plowman does use, he's known to match up on the bigger, um, to play on taller defenders, to play on taller um, forwards, sorry. Uh, than him, but yeah, if, look, we've got Young, so I reckon we'll probably bring in Zach Williams this week, and uh, I think he's going to probably get the Rochelle matchup, because when he gets going, that kid, they, it's like their whole team gets going, like he's kind of a bit of a barometer for them, I don't want to let him off the chain, and um, you know, Smalls have been killing us all year, so I feel like we probably should just put some, maybe put Zach Williams and let him play a really defensive role on him. Saad coming off the game he just played, let him and Doc, uh, you know, rebound the football and, you know, him and, you know, our keys, like, do the intercept work and stuff. And let's see if maybe Zachy Williams can play, you know, more of a lockdown role again, like he did against Real 1 uh, when he was playing on Dusty or when he plays on the on uh, Robbie Gray and stuff like that. So, um, I think he'll get the Rochelle matchup, that's for sure. Uh, What's interesting this this week? It's it's going to be the the key backs again, um, for the opposition. That is, <laughs> I'm never worried about our key backs. Very rarely am I, very very rarely am I. I um, I'm always worried about the opposition key backs because when you look at our twin towers, boy, are they going to have a field day? I reckon. So Button Frampton, that's that's the two keys they're gonna that we're going to be lining up against. In the last five weeks, they've had five goals, three, three goals straight, two goals, one, five goals, three, seven goals, two. Kicked on them in their last five weeks. Five, three, three, oh, two, one, five, three, seven, two. So they're, they're getting nearly three goals each kicked on them nearly, uh, but they're not playing, they haven't been playing anyone too spectacular they yeah they haven't been playing anyone too spectacular uh their best key forwards have probably gone up against but probably last week um you know with Himmelberg and Green and um the other one they got over there what's his name Hogan um yeah so look they haven't really gone up against you know anyone too spectacular and I look at us and I think all right we're um we're going to really have a field day with them, to be honest. They, they haven't gone up against two tall, like really tall, strong key forwards. They're both really young, inexperienced defenders. Um, we'll be able to outbody them and uh, win a lot of contested marks inside our forward 50. That being said, I know we love to kick the ball long and high to our big tools and, you know, try win it from there. I still want to see us lowering the eyes a little a little bit more this week. I don't want us 
Um, I don't want us to be turning the ball over too much. I don't want us to just bomb it long to Harry and Charlie and just, you know, hoping they're taking marks all the time. I, I want to see I want to see us lowering the eyes a little bit more, um, like we just have um, against North Melbourne. I don't like us bombing it long uh, all the time. I'm not a big fan of that. Last time we played him as well, Lockie Scholl went off the chain. I think he had like 28 touches, four goals off that wing, absolutely dominated us. Uh, he's, he was a Carlton fan growing up. I think his old man played for Carlton as well, but didn't qualify to play enough. Um, didn't qualify his son to uh, come under the father-son rule, didn't play enough, enough games. So he showed the Blues what we were missing out on, and I reckon he'll probably try to do that again, knowing that he's a Carlton fan. He'll definitely um, try to play good against his childhood club. I think it's going to be interesting to see... Um, to see how this game fares in terms of last year because, yeah, we did only play a half last year and then they brought it back. Can we play four quarters of footy? Can we implement some of the things that we want to implement against better sides? Can we start doing that now, start getting that stuff down pat so then by the time we're playing the Geelongs and the Melbournes and the Brisbane's that we've already, you know, in, tried to implement this stuff in games, have already made the mistakes and have learned from them and have adjusted. Uh, that's what I want to. That's what I really want to see. I'd love to see us play four quarters of footy, again Sunday afternoon. That would be really good. Um, if we can actually, you know, keep it going and not play a half, I'd, I, I would really frustrate me. Um, you know, just to play one, you know, four quarter game, and then come into an Adelaide side and just think it's okay to beat them in beat them and play a half. Let's um no, let's not do that. Just before we go, 10 changes. I, uh, I'm i thinking I'm going to do... I reckon uh, Stocker's obviously going to come out. I think Zach Williams will come in for him. Lewis Young is going to stay on the side over turning his suspension, which is awesome. And to be honest, uh, I think the coaches... I don't know who they're really going to... Who they're actually going to take out of this side because everyone played quite good. It was... It, it's, it's a hard game to really judge. Um, Coach will go back to being the medical sub. I, I think they're probably going to take out either Durden. Maybe they'll take out Durden. But I feel like my, the change for me would be would be Nunes for Hewitt as well. So that, those are my ins. Williams in for Stocker and Hewitt in for... Um, for Jack Nunes, I didn't think he played a really bad game. I just feel like, you know, I, I need someone to come out for, for Hewitt and I'd rather O'Brien in than, than Nunes at this point. I think that's just where I'm at, to be honest, as a fan. But let me know what you think. How do you think we're going to go this week? I reckon, I reckon we're going to win and I feel like we're going to play a really good game of football. I think Weeders is going to struggle a little bit with Tex being that lead up forward. I feel like he doesn't... Um, he doesn't play as well on that, you know, that lead-up type forward like Tex as well. I feel like Tex could definitely um, cause us a little bit of issues. He's been in really good form. If we can shut down Rochelle, um, that'll be a huge tick for us. Those two forwards for them, um, you know, they've had a great start to the year. Um, our ability to actually um, minimise their forwards' impact is probably going to be the biggest indication of how we're of how we really go because if we if we're not um, if we're leaking a lot of easy goals and you know they've got even blokes like Lachlan Murphy who can still 
punish us and stuff like that. So, um, you know, they've got the three tools, plus Rashali, plus Murphy. They've, they've got some options up there. So um, I think it's a really good test to see how DeConning's going to match up against Riley O'Brien. Pretty good ruckman in this competition. We saw TDK. He did pretty good. Uh, he did all right against Deconi, uh, against uh, Goldie on the weekend. He did okay. He obviously didn't win the clearance, um, the hit out, sorry. And I'm not expecting him to this week, but there's going to be, to- uh, you know, many times this year where we're going to play against sides who have a better ruckman than us and are going to win the hit outs. But are we going to be able to win the game? Like still, we saw what happened against Gold Coast a few weeks ago. I feel like this is almost like a... It's almost like a repeat of, of the Gold Coast game now, okay? Because now we're playing against a lesser side than us, but nevertheless a side that's still got a relatively decent decent list. Um, you know, they've got, they've got some names. They're not North Melbourne. They've... <laughs> the disrespect for North, lol. Um, yeah, but they've got some names. They've got some names. And when you've got a, a better Ruckman than us, we still need to be able to win games of football just because we're going to lose the hitouts. Um, if we lose the clearances, which we, we really shouldn't, are we still going to be able to win games of footy this year? So, really interesting to see how we're going to how we're going to fare up. Deconning on on O'Brien, you know, not necessarily going to win the hitouts, but you know, such a, a much uh, you know more bigger sized midfield. Can we bully them and just you know beat them at the ground ball gets win for um, win first um, win. Uh, <laughs> Win the ground ball gets, uh, and get 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 it forward and lock it in. Because I feel like if we're locking it in, our forward line's really deadly. Their forward line's pretty deadly. I feel like you know win win the clearances, lock it in our forward half, and it should be it should be a seven seven eight goal win again. To be honest, um, but yeah, it'll be an interesting game. I feel if, if I'm gonna tip us by a margin, I'm I'm gonna say it'll be probably. I feel like we'll win by about six, seven goals. They're missing Brody Smith as well, uh, you know, who's, a, who's quite good for them. Someone like uh, their new recruit, Jordan Dawson, he's someone who could cause us an absolute, like a real lot of, lot of trouble, a lot of trouble. His ball use off the halfback, um, if we're not set up well and we're not, you know, running back, two-way running he'll make us pay he'll find the holes in the, he'll find the holes in the zone and he'll he'll pick us apart um so you know trying to keep the ball out of his hands as much as possible as well is going to be really important but um yeah i think it's going to be i, I feel like we'll win by six or seven goals I'm, I'm quite confident in our ability to win this game i feel like our key forwards will overmatch them our mids um will just beat them at the contest even though we we're going to have trouble in the rucking department. I feel like the mids just need to adjust. And, um, yeah, they should be able to put together a good performance. But other than that, we'll uh, speak to you next week. Sunday afternoon, 4.40, the game meets. So next week, we'll see you then, hopefully, 6-2. and two.